all right welcome back everybody it's another episode and today is completely different because from yesterday at least we were together me and manager yesterday and now today she leaves me high and dry today i am gonna struggle today but we are on and welcome back to episode Saint-Tron Wheat of Lay VOTP, the voice of the people, the podcast about sense, no sense, and nonsense. Here, I alone have the stuff today. Manager gets minus points today. And you can have the stuff too, if and only if you have an open mind and the ability to listen. So yeah, interesting day. You know, uh, we saw each other yesterday. And that was awesome. That was cool. We got to spend some time uh, after a long time away. And now uh, I'm actually back at my apartment in City X. Don't know where it is. West Coast, East Coast, South, North, who knows. And uh, yeah, it feels odd. I haven't been here in a while. It kind of... Not like a ghost town, I guess a ghost apartment, but walking into it, it feels weird. It kind of feels strange. My cats aren't here with me, so it's bizarre not hearing the other footsteps or the little meows or whatever noises they make, the chirps. So it's a bit bizarre. It's a bit bizarre. Uh, And then on top of that, I told you guys that I'm going to try not to watch any football this season just because of all the social justice nonsense and uh so no football on monday no football tonight thursday night football the first night of it so it's a very odd odd beginning to i guess fall i guess it's now fall and um so instead i have gotten back into the disney kick so it's been a couple days since i haven't been able to watch a Disney film just because of relocations, going around, and just not having the, the opportunity to keep the streak alive. But uh, last night, I was able to watch the one I missed a while ago, early on, because it cannot be found on Disney+. Plus. I watched Make Mine Music, and... Uh, This is Disney's eighth movie, so it has been a while. And I actually had to watch my physical copy. And um, I kind of wish I watched this in sequence with the movies around this time period because it has that same type of feel. It's a segmented movie. It has, well, this physical copy has nine segments, but the real version the original version has 10 segments so interesting information about this i went and tried to find information on it and i went down to the film segments and it said that there were 10 but then i look on the box and it says nine so i was looking into what the change was or you know, what happened to it, and uh, it says that the first segment, the Martins and the Coys, 
This segment was later censored from the film's U.S. video release due to management's objections to the film's depiction of gun use. This stuff just irritates the hell out of me. It really does. Like, I, I, I just don't get it. I don't get it because it was made a certain way and you're going to alter it due to some, I don't know, BS arguments. I, you have to, I feel you have to leave these things up to the consumer. You have to leave it up to individual decisions. Now, since I read this, I went on to YouTube and I watched that segment. It's like a seven minute segment. And I'm not really sure what they're getting at. I mean, there's been animations, there's been like Looney Tunes, other things like that with guns. I mean, even other Disney movies have guns. Like, say, Tarzan, Clayton from Tarzan. Or, I'm trying to think of other ones. Well, anyways, I'm pretty sure that there's guns. and <laughs> Probably Fox and the Hound, there's guns. Bambi, there's guns. Come on. And, uh, you know, they want to ruin the, f- the sequence of these segments. And I-, I think it really does disservice to... The artists, I think it does disservice to the audience. I think it does disservice to everybody involved. I, I, I just don't understand these decisions. There's really nothing in that film that was like, oh my god, I cannot show this to a kid or an adult or anybody in between that age group. So, it's a bit disappointing. It's weird who gets to make these decisions. That's what I want to know. Who makes these decisions? Because, obviously, the initial decision was to have that segment in. So, who has the right and... The power to really change these things. I it, it, I find it really irritating. And I think it really... Really kind of hurts the movie. Because... I thought that that was a pretty good segment. I thought it was pretty enjoyable. But instead... I'll read you the segments in order... That... Was in the version that I saw. So that's the Martins and the, McC- and the Coys. And that's the first segment. That should be the first segment. But the way that my version went is I saw the Blue Bayou first, All the Cats Join in second, Without You third, Casey at the Bat fourth, Two Silhouettes fifth, Peter and the Wolf sixth, After You've Gone seventh, Johnny Fedora and Alice Blue Bonnet eighth, and then the finale is The Whale Who Wanted to Sing at the Met. Now, I think I would have gotten wrapped up into this film a little bit more. I would have been a little bit more intrigued if the Martins and the Coys were actually the first segment because it's a little bit more energetic. Starting with the Blue Bayou, it's nice looking, but it's pretty boring. I think it's one of the weaker pieces in here. Actually, I only think that there's a couple 
maybe two or three, maybe three or four if you include the Martins and the McCoys, that actually sparked my interest. So I'd say the Martins and the McCoys were good. Blue Bayou, kind of boring. I liked all the cats join in. It has a really cool style. It kind of doesn't look like Disney, but when you figure out, when you look at it and you watch all the interesting creative transitions in that kind of direction, that's where you know it's Disney. That's where you know it's high caliber. Um, I don't really know. I don't really remember without you, so I can't imagine that's bad. Casey at the Bat is interesting because when I go to Disney, Disney World, I eat at Casey's, which is a hot dog joint. And I've always wondered why it was called that. And now I know because it's, I think it's based off Casey at the Bat. However, when I was watching it, it really didn't go the way that I thought it was going to go. Uh, it's, it's an interesting animation, but I don't think it's the best one. And I think it's, I, I'm, I'm betting that it had high regards at the time. And that's why it got its own, you know, joint at the park. But I really don't know, like, other than this little short, if there's anything more with that character or, you know, if it's just based off that short, I don't really understand why it gets its own place. But it is one of the better ones in this movie, in this, uh, you know, uh, collection of shorts. I don't really remember two silhouettes. However, I do. Actually, it's kind of like a dance routine. I think it's interesting. However, with it being silhouetted, I don't know. It's not a strong point. Peter and the wolf is kind of strange. The wolf is actually kind of terrifying. But I didn't. I didn't think it was that great of a, a short. After you've gone, um. I, this one's kind of fun with the instruments. It's it's nothing that I would say I would remember. Like out of the whole Disney archive, I wouldn't place this at the top. It's nice. Johnny Fedora and Alice Blue Bonnet. Mm, yeah, like romantic story about two hats. <sighs> I don't really know. And if you really want to see something like that, I would say watch the blue umbrella. I think it's the blue umbrella or the red umbrella. The short that's in front of one of the Pixar movies. It's pretty much like that. Where it's like an umbrella meets another umbrella. They fall in love. And then they get separated. Then they meet back up. And then they fall in love again. And then the finale. The whale who wanted to sing at the mat. I thought that this one was kind of fun. I I like that it ended on this. Because it is the most grand animation out of the collection. And I think it's kind of hilarious that the the whale is singing and having these characters, and he has the three different types of singing voices <laughs> with within his within his body. I I think that that's kind of interesting, and I think it's pretty creative. So overall, I I thought it was okay. I I think I would have. It would have felt more right if I watched it, if I was able to watch it in the sequence when I was watching those movies that seemed to be segmented. 
but now that I'm into the featured films, it feels a little out of place and it does feel a little old fashioned. Now, let's I'm going to stick to the Disney topics here. So tonight I'm going to be watching Aladdin and then I'm also going to watch the remake Aladdin. Now, a couple days ago, I mentioned how Disney Plus Well, first off, I don't I do have a login to it, but I don't like having to depend on that service to get content. I don't like that. So, I mean, I had to, you know, go to my own, I had to go to my own physical copies to watch this one movie. And then when I'm looking at my Aladdin box, it's interesting because I have the Platinum Edition. So there's all these different editions that are in the vault. Now, I mentioned before that on Disney Plus or on these, you know, content-driven platforms, what versions are you actually seeing? Do you get all the extra content? I don't think you do. I think that you just get the basic movie and that is it. And I'm looking at the back of this Aladdin box and, you know, it says two-disc special edition, platinum edition, and... um you know, on the back, it says, you know, this is what the extra stuff that you get on it, you know, like, so this is the box. I'm just going to say picture and sound first ever digital presentation, all new 5.1 Disney enhanced home theater mix, all new music videos, a whole new world and proud of your boy, which I think is a pretty good song that got deleted from the movie. Then you get like more interactive kind of things like Disney's virtual DVD ride, Aladdin Magic. Aladdin's Magic Carpet Adventure, Inside the Genie's Lamp, the, Ge- the Genie World Tour, and Three Wishes Game. And then you also get Backstage Disney, deleted sound, uh, I mean, deleted song found in the Disney Vault, A Diamond in the Rough, The Making of Aladdin, Pop-Up Fun Facts, and it finishes off with much, much more. Like... I don't know. If you're as big as a Disney fan as I am, you want to get all these little extra features. And you want to see a little bit of how, like, your favorite movies are made. And you want to know what doesn't make the film, what makes the film, and who's participating in making these things. And I keep saying disservice this this episode, but... I do feel that these platforms, whether it's Hulu, Netflix, Disney+, whatever else is out there, I do think that they are giving, as much as a service they're giving, you know, the convenience, I do think that they're doing a disservice when you're talking about giving the best actual version and everything that comes with it. I don't think that they're I don't think that they're doing that. I think that they're stripping it. Basically, they're stripping away all the you know, details and giving you the bare bones. And I don't know. I kind of find it a little cheap. I I think it's a little I think it's a little cheap. I I'm a person where I would rather you know, pay a little extra, actually have the physical copies. And, um, but on top of that, 
I would have all the additional information, all the additional details, all the extras. But I am super, I am super excited to watch this Aladdin DVD tonight. I haven't seen it in a long time. And uh, I think maybe I will watch some of the, some of the deleted stuff, you know. And uh, then unfortunately I'm going to have to dive into the remake, which uh, I am dreading. I really don't want to watch it, but for you, I will do it. For you, I will suck it up and watch a remake that I believe is going to really hurt the legacy of Aladdin. I don't know. I have not heard any positives to the remake. I have not heard one. In fact, like any of these remakes, have you ever heard of... Have you ever heard, like, praise for these movies? Like after they come out like i remember when i would go see you know aladdin or the lion king or you know tarzan mulan hercules you know beauty and the beast whatever it was you were talking about that for a long time after and 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 i don't i don't feel that you really get that with these remakes so i i think I think the audience, I think people know what's going on here. And unfortunately, I think that, say, families nowadays, I think this is like their experience of going to the movies with their families. Like, I had the original animated movies to go see. Unfortunately, those aren't available anymore. You know, maybe, and you know, it's not my favorite, but maybe you'll get a Frozen. Maybe you'll get a Moana. You know, maybe you'll get a The Princess and the Frog. But most of the time, you just get a remake of what was done way better 10 to 20, maybe even 30 years ago. Maybe even longer. So, I don't know. I Disappointing. Uh... Uh, I, I think that that's disappointing uh, for, especially for the kids. I mean, how uninspiring is it to know that you're going to see a remake of of something that they can't even make better? That it looks less. Anyways, I'm going to look on the positive side of life. And at least for the first half of the night, because that's when I'm watching the original Aladdin. And I can't wait to hear some of the songs and have fun with Robin Williams. And it should be it should be a good night. Maybe the remake will surprise me, but I highly doubt it. And this has been a Disney-filled episode of Lay VOTP. Episode Sant Trant Wheats.